0: Welcome to Conversations and Connections with HBA Toronto, the podcast that gives you access to industry pioneers, giving us an opportunity to learn together as we aim to achieve our goal of getting more women into leadership roles. Twice a month we will be sitting down with influential leaders and HBA members from healthcare and the life sciences to gain valuable insights from their careers and key lessons that they've learned. We will also be bringing you discussions with industry trailblazers around hot topics of the moment. This is a fantastic opportunity for career growth, so please join us. Welcome back HBA members. Today's episode three and our second healthcare leader interview. I am Christina Bellier, HBA Toronto Marketing and Communications Board Member and your host for today's podcast. Today, our guest is Marion Ullman and fellow HBA board member. Marion joined the HBA a year ago as the director of mentorship. She is the general manager and director of Nordic Pharma, America, Asia, and Pacific, where she oversees the registration development and distribution of products in sexual and reproductive health and rheumatology in 15 countries. Prior to that, she was working for Line Pharma International, overseeing the distribution of their products in over 25 countries. And prior to Line Pharma, she worked as a lawyer in Paris, worked as a congressional aide in Paris, and at the French Embassy in Dakar. She holds an LLM in Public Laws, a master's degree in political science from Université Pantheon-Sorbonne, and an international business and finance degree from NYU. Wow, welcome, Marion. Thank you so much for giving us your time today. So to start off, why don't you talk a, a little bit about your career in your own words and the HBA? Absolutely, thank you so much
1: for having me. Um, so a few words about my career. I don't have a very linear career or a very usual career. And uh, as you mentioned, I started in political science when I was in France. And that was my first job for a few years. I worked for mayors, I worked for senators, and then I worked at the French embassy. Uh, in France, when you're doing political science, you have some, some bridge to go to law school. So that's why I went to law school. I get my uh, uh, BAL degree. And mm-hmm. I started to practice as a lawyer uh, in France. Then I went to New York, also in a law firm. and. Um, probably wasn't the job for me. Uh, and that's why I decided to change and go to the healthcare industry. Um, so in terms of HBA, um, when I was in the US, I heard a lot about HBA because HBA in the US is pretty big. So yeah. when I moved to Canada two years ago, I realized that there was an HBA Toronto. At uh, that time, it was a very small, I was just starting by uh, Danielle. And I decided to join. I joined Because of the goal and objective of HBA, I also joined because I wanted to know more about Canada, the healthcare industry, and meeting some fellow people in the healthcare industry. Wow, that's,
0: and exactly, and that's, um, and I think, that's exactly why i joined the hba as well and it's such an inclusive and diverse group where you really have everyone from you know pharma people like myself uh, you know outside of pharma representing pharmacists and and sort of everyone so you're getting these amazing opinions so it's so great that you came on board and the mentorship program that you launched talk a little bit about that Absolutely. so we launched in january a mentorship program Again, this, this
1: program exists in the US, it has been around for years and years in, in the US and it's a huge success. It also exists in Europe. And in Canada, we didn't have one and we realized it was very important to offer to young professional women uh, a place to discuss with uh, somebody who's more senior, who has mm-hmm. more experience. All the data are showing that if you want to evolve in your career, you need a mentor or you need somebody to talk about uh, what's going on in your life, asking for advice and having a very safe environment. And that's something a lot of uh, people don't have access to. Um, Just to give you a few data uh, on, on mentorship, There have been several surveys conducted in Canada and the U.S. that show that I think it's 60% of women feel that they don't have a safe place to talk to a senior leader about their position. And what is even more impressive is 67% of of, uh, women of color feel that they don't have any safe space. Um, So that's why I thought for me the mentorship was really important. It was really important to be able to myself give back, but mm-hmm. also to empower all these women. Um, and I mean, to talk a little bit about this, this program, <laughs> I really like it a lot. Um, what is interesting is you have seen all these brilliant women. I mean, I met all of the mentees uh, and they're all extremely brilliant. They have like tons of uh, education, studies, internships. And they still lack some confidence. And I think the, the main mm-hmm. thing about, about this mentorship program is, is giving you confidence. Uh, and you don't see men doubting themselves like that. Yeah. Uh, yeah. <laughs> and, uh, I think it's very important uh, that we empower these women, that we push them to a managerial functions um, that they totally deserve, by the way.
0: Yeah. I, well, and I couldn't agree more. And for our listeners, I was actually part, well, still am part of the, the mentorship program as a mentee, actually, and I can't speak highly enough. And if anyone is, you know, thinking about, you know, joining the program, don't hesitate and join the program for next year, because it's like you said, I have gained so many insights and confidence. And I feel so fortunate that I had this program, you know, at this point in my career, even though it is well into my career, I'm still having so many benefits from this. So, yeah. So if you're listening, people look for that and definitely, <laughs> definitely get involved in the program, either as a mentor or a mentee, because it's, it's fantastic. And we can't thank you enough for bringing that to us. And that's actually why um You know, there was the volunteer award in April given to you uh, from the HBA because this program is so pivotal, you know, pivotal for for women. And so kind of last HBA question. So where do you kind of see yourself moving forward or or what excites you about the HBA moving forward?
1: Good question. So (laughs) uh, right now, I think what is very exciting with HBA Canada is it's pretty new. Uh, so last year, we were just HBA Toronto. Next year, we're going to be HBA Canada. So uh, we're going to grow a lot. And I think it's a fantastic opportunity uh, to bring more leaders and to bring more people around. Um, just thing I want to mention about HBA that I really like is, as you mentioned, it's very inclusive. And we also have men who are part mm-hmm. of our programs, who are part of our association. And I think it's extremely important because it's not... Uh, women with women dealing with thing. It's a global uh, issue that the whole world is having. And we have allies and we have men participating in the mentorship program. And uh, so, yeah, I just wanted to mention that as well. But in the future of HBA, I'm uh, looking forward to see what the future will bring for Canada. Uh, I think Mm -hmm. it's an exciting time. We have a lot of very talented people, uh, a lot of volunteers. And uh, so we'll see.
0: I I am excited as well. I know that uh, we're thinking about getting a few more chapters off the ground and, you know, and it's exciting because you want uh, as many chapters so that everyone can be involved then especially in a post-pandemic world where we can finally meet (laughs) face-to-face and not over Zoom all the time. So thank you for that. So now we're going to kind of switch gears and dive into your career um, and sort of have some questions. So we'll start with... um, give me one word that describes you or your leadership style we're coming out swinging
1: (laughs) (laughs) um i think my leadership style is uh collaboration Uh, i really believe that uh, we need to develop a more collaborative uh, workplace um so what is very different from from probably other companies is uh my, my company here in Canada, we have just been created two years ago. So we're still brand new. We're still uh, in between a startup and real company. So we brought a lot of talent in the last two years. Uh, a lot of people are young. And uh, I think collaboration is very important because we need to learn more about uh, all these people. So we're trying to give you some concrete example. We're trying to have... A bi-monthly meeting with a whole team and I really encourage everybody to share their opinion and their ideas and you always find that people who are I don't know in the very scientific department have great ideas in terms of business but if you don't ask them or if you don't give them a space, safe space to 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 share that they won't um, mm-hmm. so I mean it's um I have a clear vision on where we have to go and how we're going to go there. But I want the, the team to be with me and uh, to share their ideas or to tell me when it's not going to be possible.
0: That's, you know, that's amazing and so important. I mean, I think that's the one thing we always talk about is when you're an employee, you always want to feel valued and heard and, you know, giving your employees the confidence to speak up and have that collaborative workspace. I mean, that's that's sort of the, the dream space idea for anyone sort of working I'm, I'm guessing definitely for me so and then you like you said you can get a lot of ideas that you might never have gotten so I'm sure we're going to see some really great things um, from your team in the future for sure so next question what are some of your biggest accomplishments so you can kind of talk about your career your personal give us one of both but um, what sort of sticks out for you um,
1: Oh, good question. Uh, a <laughs> lot of things, a lot of different things. I don't think I have like one defining moment or anything like that. Uh, but what uh, what has been important for me is to learn that you can make mistakes and you can change. And it works professionally, it works in your personal life. As I mentioned, mm-hmm. I started uh, my career in, in political science uh, because from the beginning, I really wanted to be involved in change. Um yeah, I did that for a few years and it was the best job ever, but it's uh you get burnt out because it's a 24-7 job mm. and uh you don't have a lot of security. Uh so I changed to go to to become a lawyer and uh lawyer have also been a great experience. Uh again, I think every every step of my working career has been to to find a job that is meaningful, at least meaningful for me. Mm -hmm. And uh, that's why healthcare today, I mean, when I started healthcare, it was uh, for a company just launching products in abortion. And so I didn't join healthcare, I joined abortion. I joined the cause of working for women and uh, developing access. Um, So I think that's part of my different professional accomplishment. And then I think what also has been a big accomplishment for me and uh, kind of what I'm happy about is I've been able to seize opportunities and uh, open up to opportunities. And uh, so I grew up in Paris, then I moved to Senegal, then I moved to the U.S. And very recently, because my boss offered me this job here in Canada, I moved to Canada. And uh, I think that's probably one of the big things in my life is uh, seizing what is being offered to you.
0: Yeah. Well, I'm taking risks because all of those moves are, you know, there was risk in all of those. And I love that you were just like, you know what, let's do this. You know, like you said, seize the opportunity, um, where sometimes, you know, people can't, don't have the confidence to take on that risk. So which kind of blends next into the next question of, you know, is there a CEO or a leader that, you know, you look up to, or that inspires you?
1: So I'm going to talk more about inspiration than people I really know. But <laughs> I, I just want to share some, some stories about that. Yeah. Uh, so I grew up in Europe. And uh, the first female leader we got in Europe, that was 20 years ago, and it was Angela Merkel uh, mm-hmm. in Germany. And I remember that because I was I uh, I mean, I was still in France. And for us, I been the first woman we were seeing, like, getting uh, this huge job and I mean she's been around now for 20 years and I think for me that always has been like something shift like now we can see women on on the public uh, sector we see women to very high position and mm-hmm. I always been very fascinated by all these women that we have seen develop themselves uh, now you have Kamala Harris in, in the U.S. and it's also a huge step mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. For, for all the women and for the evolution of the workplace. Uh, then, in terms of my personal experience, I've been lucky to have had like my whole career some great bosses. And I think that's also important to mention that they were all men. I've been always working for men. Uh, fortunately or yeah. unfortunately, yeah, I don't know. That's <laughs> why it is. But it's important to, to remember that a lot of men are very supportive of uh, women development. I mean, right now I have a boss who sent me here in Canada who totally trusted me to develop this crazy idea of having this uh, affiliate outside Europe. Uh, It was very new for us. And uh, then there's, I mean, the board of my company. I mean, all these people, they are men working in abortion and nobody's forcing them to do that. So I think it's also a deliberate choice to sometimes Saying to take risk and uh, to make a difference in what you're doing. Um so yeah, that's uh
0: yeah, no, I love that. Well, and that that's a, a close sort of um, you know, reproductive in women's health is, is close to my heart as well. And because it is, it's as a woman that is it's something that you're kind of, it, we're still so far behind, I feel. And it's amazing. Like you said, you're really pushing that forward and, and that the board, like you said, is men and men allies sort of pushing, pushing for this as well. So, I mean, I'm sure everyone's getting up and very excited about what they can accomplish. And, and hopefully that, you know, we keep pushing those boundaries and I'm sure with you at the helm, we definitely will. So that sigh of relief, but um, so that kind of blends well too. So like you said, you've made a lot of switch and this is, a, you know, switches and this is a relatively new startup, like you said. So how do you continue to learn to stay on top of things with your new role? I mean, especially because you're learning, like you said, a new new country and a new set of everything. Yeah, absolutely. So when I moved here to Canada, I
1: didn't know Canada and, and the healthcare system. So you have to learn. You have, uh, I mean, I joined a lot of professional associations. That's also why I joined HBA. Uh, Nordic Pharma is a member of IMC. And through IMC, I had a lot of trainings and a lot of meetings. And I've met a lot of like, incredible leaders. Uh, and then I'm reading and I'm listening to people. I think it's uh, all about, uh, that's why my previous life as a, congressional aid helped me with that because the job basically when you're working for a senator is every week there's a new subject and he's asking you or she's asking you to prepare a draft and uh, then a memo and you have to learn you have to learn things that are absolutely out of your comfort zone and you have to learn you have to digest and then you have to give a summary and uh, so it's important to you know, learn and uh, read and participate to, to association. Um, to give you a, a, an example, my grandmother was 101 and she passed away very recently. And she was, I mean, she taught me that. I mean, until the end, she was on a cell phone, on a laptop, we were doing Zoom all the time. And I think it's just wow. a mindset. So how do you feel? And if you want to learn, you can always learn. And uh, I mean, I think I learned that from her. It's uh, you're not too old to learn something, and uh, (laughs) you always have to keep reinventing yourself.
0: Yeah, yeah, well, absolutely, and. I actually, um, you know, myself signed up for some masterclass in COVID and I know that was pretty, pretty popular, but you're right. You always have to be reading and learning and especially in healthcare. I mean, even, you know, the changes with pharmacists, you know, at my association in the last year. So it's, we such a fast moving industry that you never want to be behind, you know, the the eight ball. And I think again, to sort of, you know, not to, to plug the HBA, but really, <laughs> you know, there's so many opportunities and so many webinars going on all of the time for personal and professional development that, um, you know, if you want to be learning for for very, you know, I think it's 10 or $20 a webinar, it's, it's something that really helps. And like you said, it gives you, you know, confidence and then also feeling like you're on top of everything. So I love that. And, and condolences for your grandmother, but that's such a, I love that story so much because it's these strong women that we can look up to. And like you said, she I I think I had to like twist my dad's arm at 74 to get a cell phone, and it makes me so happy yes. that she had a cell phone. <laughs> we were WhatsApping.
1: I mean, she oh was on WhatsApp, gosh. she was on Zoom, on Skype. I mean, and just she liked it. It was just fun for her. It just you yeah. know way of like staying connected, and and she was you know, on the internet and all that. <laughs> so I so really fun. believe you can always learn if you want to.
0: Yes. I think that's absolutely correct as well. So we've talked a little bit about this and you've, you've mentioned this. So kind of let's get the, the why healthcare. So kind of just talk us through, you know, that first job in healthcare and really what, what pushed you into the industry.
1: So first job in healthcare was the, so with Lion Pharma, it was a newly created company and the only uh, objective and, and product was to develop uh, medical abortion around the world. So medical abortion it's a pill you're taking uh, instead of having a surgery. Mm-hmm. It's very safe and it has been around the world for, for more than 30 years. Um, a lot of countries still don't have access to medical abortion and in a lot of countries women are still dying because of abortion, because of uh, unsafe procedures, because of complications, um, you have hundreds of thousands of women dying every year because of that. So the the, the whole thing is, is totally crazy when you think about it because it's very easily manageable. Um, so that's why I entered into healthcare. I didn't enter into healthcare. I just joined because of the subject. Um, right. To be honest, I didn't uh, expect it to still be around after more than 15 years or... 13 years in the area, but uh, I-, I liked it. I liked it because uh, I was, I've been looking for jobs that are meaningful. Mm-hmm. And I think healthcare is actually very meaningful. Uh, you yes. have some concrete results and you really, I mean, it's about patients and uh, improving their life.
0: Yeah, and yeah, I feel that way, especially supporting pharmacists and it is nice. And, and you know, we t- anyone in healthcare knows kind of bringing drugs into canada isn't easy and it's like you said it's it there's that amazing feeling when you can bring a a product in that's so life-changing like you said like having an option of a medical abortion and saving lives and i mean and but the barriers around that i'm sure were were very tough so you know congratulations to your group for being able to bring that in yeah no it's been it's been a interesting journey Yeah. And then, um, so kind of talking about barriers, as as there's always the barriers to all of our jobs, but is there one thing that you would change about your current position? And what's the best thing about your current position?
1: So let's start with the best. (laughs) Um, The best is uh, this position has been created, as I mentioned, uh, very recently. And uh, Nordic Pharma is a European company has been around for, for a very long time. We have very established affiliates around Europe. And we were the first one outside Europe. And what I loved, and I still love about my job, is the freedom uh, I've been given to basically create this affiliate, but also manage it and develop it. It's been incredible. Um, and I'm very grateful for that, because uh, one day I arrived in, in Toronto, and then we had to create everything. And uh, here in Toronto, we are overseeing uh, the whole world, except Europe and Africa. (sighs) And uh, (laughs) Wow. uh, (laughs) But uh, I mean, we're working with distributors, so it's not ourselves. And I've been able to create an affiliate in Japan through this job. So I mean, I had a lot of freedom, a lot of freedom to explore, a lot of freedom to uh, change. Uh, and to make some some proposal so i love that uh maybe something i would change is as i mentioned it's a european company and it has been around forever so you have this uh bridge between europe and north america so the funny thing is i'm french but i'm also american and i <laughs> live in Canada. so my heart balance you know between uh europe and, and north america and says. Mm-hmm really two different mindsets and it's sometimes difficult to to reconcile both um, yeah. and uh, because European uh, affiliates have been around forever they are very well established uh, running through processes that have been forever in the company mm-hmm. and we arrive as a new American people and we want to change things and we have new ideas and sometimes you have this this dichotomy between both worlds. So I think
0: that's my current issue I'm having. (laughs) Yeah. Well, and that would be, it's always the, well, we've always done it this way, or this is how we do it. And, you know, it's, uh, that's, that's probably the toughest barrier. So, you, I'm sure you'll rise to that challenge. But you talk about kind of, um, you know, the freedom. So with all that freedom, would you say there's some challenges or is it just kind of you're finding your own way and making some missteps, but just sort of forging on kind of thing? For me, freedom, I mean, it totally matched my personality because uh, I,
1: love, I think I love taking risks. I'm, mm-hmm. I'm always up for a challenge. So freedom works for me. Uh, I'm not sure I would thrive in a very controlled environment, and I think my boss is smart enough to know that. Uh, (laughs) But of course you have a lot of, of challenges, because you don't know. I mean, you're paying a lot on the future, you have a vision, you have to convince people on your vision, and first it's a a very important step, and then you have people uh, following you, and uh, people that you're bringing in the company, and you have to be sure that uh, you're gonna deliver. Um, Now I have all these employees, and I have to be sure that uh, (laughs) that we're gonna be successful. (laughs) Yeah, so it's a lot of pressure, but uh, I
0: probably, I I think I like pressure. Okay, so, Kind of, you mentioned people management. Um, so what would your biggest challenge be when it comes to people management and what advice can you give to people and um, their approach to people management? Or, you know, like, like myself, I'm new to people management. So uh, advice for myself and the listeners. Um, one of my first books when I was a lawyer taught me that nothing is
1: personal at work. It's just a job and it doesn't say anything about you. And I think it's one of the best advice ever is um, we're working. And uh, I have a lot of colleagues that uh, I really love and I think we are friends. But in the workplace, if something doesn't go well, you also have to, to tell them. And it doesn't mean we're not friends anymore. It doesn't mean as a person, I don't like you. It just It's very important to be able to separate both Then it's also very important to be self-aware, self-aware of of your own words, your own feelings and uh, reflect on that. Um, I mean, I know it's it's an advice and it's not always uh, possible to apply, but I think it's important to always uh, talk with kindness and be kind to people because you don't know what they're going through and uh, you have to be open to their challenges and you have to be, open to to what they're going through. Um, so for me, it's really about being self-aware, checking my emotions, checking my feelings, uh, checking why I'm hurt sometimes or why I'm upset about somebody
0: and uh, trying to take some time to reflect on that. Yeah, I mean, that flows well into the next question of talking about a time that you receive tough feedback. So, you know, when you're receiving that tough feedback, how do you handle it? And then what advice would you give our listeners?
1: Um, I think I received lots of bad feedbacks when I was a lawyer. Because when you're a lawyer, you're working for people and it's people who have hired a lawyer. So basically they are, I mean, in trouble uh and they're very stressed out. And You're here to help them, but sometimes you can't. And it's not because you're a bad lawyer. It's just because there's nothing you can do. And it's very difficult to manage that because it's very hopeful. I mean, you have tons of clients upset at you and very upset. And, you know, they are your clients. They're not your colleagues or your partners. They are your clients. They're paying you and they feel entitled to tell you whatever they want. Um, Mm -hmm. So it's, it's very, very difficult. Uh, mm-hmm. It's teaching you how to be humble first, because we all make mistakes. Sometimes you didn't make a mistake, but it's still people are upset. And uh, some, I mean, sometimes you did, and it's okay. It's okay to, to embrace mistakes. Mm-hmm. Um, then you have to listen. Uh, listen about what the, pe- the person is telling you. And what you are telling yourself, you know, it's like you have two conversations. You have the one we're currently having, and you have the one in your own mind about (laughs) other things. Mm -hmm. And the conversation you're having uh, with yourself, I think the one that is important is how do you feel about the feedback somebody is currently giving you? How do you react to that? Do you think it's fair? Do you think it's unfair? Why is it unfair? Why are you upset? and how you're going to work on that and how you're going to check uh, your feelings. The thing also that helped me a lot is uh, for a while, when I was a lawyer, I was also working for a migrant association. So it's people who are in France who don't have any ID, any paper, and uh, they're facing expulsion. And as a lawyer, you enter like the last stage before they get exposed. So it's a horrible situation, horrible. Mm-hmm. And uh, 99% of the time you're losing the case because uh, because that's how the system works in France and then it's not a bad news that you have to deliver. it's a horrible news. It's it's you're destroying a your family, you're destroying your life you're, you're telling somebody they're gonna send you back to a country you've never been or you have no okay. relatives or we're gonna destroy your whole life and uh, I mean, it was horrible to do, but once you've done that, I think not, no, nothing can really affect me. I mean, there is nothing that somebody can tell me or do that will really affect me, um, because what we're doing right now—it's not uh, about life and death. Is it, yeah. again, it's a job. <laughs> yeah, uh, <laughs> I- just a job.
0: Yeah, it's funny, I said that to myself the other day, I'm on, you know, I was on, I'm on vacation, and I said, I should check my emails. And I said, you know what, I'm, I don't deal in a life or death situation. So the emails can wait. So you do have to remind yourself. And and I like that you walked us through the, the feedback, because it is really important to sort of sit and say, let's get out of my head, you know, why am I feeling upset at this, you know, negative, potentially, you know, negative, um, or tough feedback? And how does that make me feel? And, you know, wait, before you know following up with questions on the you know with that person so it's um it's hard to be self-aware and I think you know I encourage people to kind of work through that I mean we all should be always working through that because like you said you want to be able to embrace a mistake own your you know accountability and because we're all going to make mistakes no one's perfect <laughs> yeah
1: and it's good I mean you're learning it's a learning mm-hmm. process it's life but uh... But sometimes you just have to to wonder why do you are you why taking a negative feedback is so difficult. What does that say about yourself? Why yeah. can we just say okay, I made a mistake and uh, I receive a bad feedback and I'm gonna try to improve. Mm-hmm. That could be it.
0: Yeah, <laughs> without all the overthinking, just exactly as that it's like you said it's not personal it's just business so and speaking of personal so we're going to get to know you a little bit more we have a few sort of questions on the more personal side so um which I always find is fine it's a sort of that face behind the name or a person behind the name so what are three words that your friends and family would use to describe you (laughs) um so I had a call with a friend yesterday about that
1: um (laughs) I told him, I think you're going to say I'm opinionated. And he was like, <laughs> "Really? maybe you can say you are very opinionated. Maybe you can, and I think that's this long thing, so maybe I'm opinionated. Uh, I uh, I have a huge belief system on what's good, what's not, what's fair, what's unfair. And uh, I mean, I've been in a lot of political organization back in my days. Yeah. Uh, and uh, so, yeah, I have I think I'm opinionated and on, on uh, things that need to be changed, things that we could improve and, and life. Um, so that's the thing. Um, the second thing I would say is uh, that I'm very vulnerable for my friends. And I travel a lot. I have lots of friends everywhere. And uh, I don't talk to them every day. I don't talk to them every month. But I... S- think this can still I mean they know that they can count on me that uh, I'm okay. here for you I mean if you're part of you know my 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 team it's gonna be forever and I'm very uh, I mean yes uh, I really believe in that and uh, that the other thing I mean it's not about how somebody would describe me but I think it's important to mention is uh, it also goes with curiosity and being open-minded is I have a lot of friends who have different backgrounds and age. And that's something I would recommend to everybody is not being stuck in, you know, a small group of people like people you went to at school and you're all doing the same thing. So some of my best friends are 20 years older than me and some of them are doing things that are absolutely nothing to do with me. But I think it's also very important to open up to the world and see what others are doing. Um, so I think uh, yeah, the other thing would be that I'm very curious and I'm um, eager to learn.
0: Nice. And then, so speaking of, you know, curious and that's, we talked about, uh, you know, your eagerness and always learning. So, and being a risk taker, how do you challenge yourself? I think my whole life is, about. I mean,
1: challenges is a huge part of my life. When uh, my boss told me, uh, often this position here in Canada uh, I think my whole life had spent less than a week in Canada. And uh, it took, I mean, I have a partner, I have kids, and it took us less than three weeks to say, yeah, let's do it. Let's, uh, I think one of the things I'm kind of afraid in life is to be bored. And that's probably why I'm changing jobs and sectors and education mm-hmm. and I'm doing different things all the time. Uh, and uh, I, I like the challenge. It excites me. Um,
0: yeah. Which makes sense. Like you said, you're, it's the curious and, you know, determined and you're, you're clearly very passionate too. And I like that, uh, like your opinionated, I, I love, I love that when people speak their, their truth and what they believe in and their opinions. And so, especially you've been so open with all our questions and it's been so great. So we talked a little bit about the inspiration on the career side. So, you know, talk a little bit about what makes you feel inspired or makes you feel like your best self kind of personally. I
1: don't know if it's my best self, but what made, what inspired me this day is really to see this uh, a very young generation, so the generation we probably the same age, so the so generation after us that I think is extremely inspiring. Uh, I'm I'm very very curious to see how this world will evolve and on different subjects, When you see uh, Greta Thunberg, she's she's less than twenty years old and she's extremely passionate and she's Mm -hmm. making a real difference and then you see all this movement in the us on social uh, equality and social justice and all these new leaders were very young very passionate very well educated and i think it gives me a lot of hope Uh, i think our generation we were kind of uh i don't know not that uh involved (laughs) in the whole world that was around us And uh, I'm very, very curious to see this uh, new generation um, in the workplace and in the world. And I really believe the world will change thanks to them and in a good direction. So for me right now, I mean, I'm
0: really, I mean,
1: following all that, Uh, especially what's going on in the U.S. I think it's, it's very interesting.
0: Yeah. Yeah, well, absolutely. And, and especially with the new generation being able to be seen and heard, like you said, on all their social media platforms. And it's nice because we can all have a better understanding of like, okay, you know, like Reddit the, with their climate change. And so, yeah, it's amazing what they can do and what they have done. Like you said, for kids that are under the age of 20, it, it definitely, you're, it's inspiring and like, wow, I can't believe if they're doing that, I think our generation needs to pick up our socks a bit too. <laughs> it seems so too. I think yeah. we're
1: stuck in between like this old generation of white male and this new one, and I think we need to learn a lot from them, from the new
0: generation. I, yes, I agree. I agree. So, when you're having a bad day, um, and not that we all haven't in the last, oh my, I lost track of how many days. Let's we'll just say we're still on COVID. So, what has kept you motivated? And so, when you're having those days, um, how do you stay motivated too, and, and to keep moving on and moving forward? Um, to be honest I have two young kids
1: under the age of seven so when I'm going home I have another day Uh, you know you have your work day and then you're home and uh, you have a new day and I don't have time to think about my bad day at work because it's starting again and I mean I mentioned that a lot but I think it's important to remind you that you can have a bad day at work and it says at work but then you go home and you have this different life where you have to be a mom and where you have to I don't know, play Lego, do things and and be happy and excited. And I think it's helping me a lot to go through a bad day. Um, then, I mean, I know it's a thing I already mentioned, but the question is also about what is a bad day for you and what does that mean? Is it, uh, and again, it's about self awareness and. To reflect on yourself and to ask yourself why you had a bad day and if it's because of a colleague it's because something didn't go as you wanted and can you maybe find you know peace with that and maybe it wasn't such a bad day after all maybe it's you who overreacted or who read this as a bad day. Um, so I think it's very important to always take some time to reflect and have Mm -hmm. Have some hobbies or have something else outside work because it's true that if all your life is your job, uh, a bad day will impact you. If you're
0: going home and you have something else to do, uh,
1: it's just one of these days and it's fine.
0: Yeah. Well, like you said, it's, it's all about perspective. And I know the, the big thing that I listen to on some podcasts are gratitude journals. And that's something that I, you know, myself try to say, what am I grateful for today? And, you know, it's so simple, it's a sunny day and I'm sitting on, you know, with a coffee. And so it's, you know, you forget sometimes how lucky we are. Um, And a bad day, like you said, could, could be so, when you really think about it, be so minor. And like you said, you're going home to hobbies or your family and and sort of kind of shut the door on that so that's fantastic and
1: I think we're really uh in a place of privilege I mean mm-hmm. uh I, I'm very privileged and I know that and, and through my education through my life um I'm financially uh very stable so I don't feel like I can really complain about, about that work you know it's it mm-hmm. would be very interesting it's like yeah Get over it. It's really not (laughs) the end of the world.
0: Yeah, it's usually I'll catch myself complaining, and I do what you do. I'm like, okay, but but really, like you said, we're we live in Canada. We, you know, we we're financially stable. We've, you know, I I, I've been so lucky to have my health and my family health has not been impacted by COVID. So, yeah, it's um, you know, if you're out, you know, if you're listening, and gratitude journals are super. Fantastic. And I can't, uh, I know that i listened and I do try to do that in my own um, journal as well. So in perspective, and you said like self-awareness, it's nice to hear, you know, even all the way up at, you know, managing a company that you're still, you know, you're still doing that and reminding yourself on a daily basis to have awareness and perspective. And like I said, yeah. your career, I mean, you've been, I was safe to say you've been in some horrible, <laughs> like, places where you've like you said you had to just deliver the worst news and so it's yeah your your perspective would be would be phenomenal so and kind of the last couple questions um what would you say your superpower would be that's helped you you know be successful both in your career and your personal life um the audacity not being afraid um and
1: i i mean i think this whole conversation has been about that but it's really um Mm -hmm to check yourself, to check your privilege and see that there is nothing really bad going on and then you should not be afraid and you should have the audacity to try new things and to say yes to challenge and uh, and to push yourself. Because again, I really feel like when we are in this position of privilege and uh, we save and we're fine, we can take risks. Um, So I think I'm always up for a challenge, uh, personally, professionally, and uh, I'm not afraid. I mean, I'm all, of course, I'm afraid of tons of things, but I really try to conquer this fear and uh, take some risk.
0: Great. I should be more uh, more of a risk taker. I will try to learn from this conversation and be more of a risk taker. And so what is something that people might misunderstand about you? Um... Probably
1: what has what been difficult for me is uh, probably from the outside. Uh, people might think uh, I can be cold or very direct, um, and uh, I mean it's it's complicated for me. English is my second language. I'm I'm French. Uh, I learned English through the years, but uh, sometimes you don't have the same. I mean, same vocabulary or same subtleties that you have in French. So, I mean, I learned to be more direct, especially in English. So I think I have a double, I mean, a double personality when okay. I'm in France and I'm, when I'm here. But here I learned to be more direct, to really say what I want, just to avoid any confusion. And that, uh, I mean... That might seem that I'm very direct or too straightforward, maybe even cold. And it's not. I think it's just a way of communicating because I also Mm -hmm. find that it's a very effective way of communicating. Um, As I mentioned, I'm working with a lot of different countries around the world. So I'm working a lot in Japan. Same thing. English is not the second language. So if we both start uh, rumbling around, we never get something done. So you have to keep things simple and easy and very direct. Um, so I have adopted this uh, way of communicating that can be sometimes uh, disturbing for people.
0: Well, and I th- I think it's more of that there's that old adage of, you know, a woman who's direct can be sort of seen as more aggressive where, and I think I, I'm hoping that it's changing because it's like you said, you need to be direct. The more amb- Ambiguity—it's just kind of like, what is it that you want to say? Just say say that thing to me, or what is it that we need to get done? So it's like you said—you'll get much more accomplished when you're direct, and you don't have to overthink that. It's just I'm being direct. I'm not being. Yes, you're
1: you right. Know. It's it's exactly that. People will think you are aggressive, and mm-hmm. I'm absolutely not aggressive. I mean, it's really not my personality, but uh, it's true that when you speak directly to people, they tend to freak out and uh I think you know you shouldn't speak that way but i think it's very effective it's working and it's uh, so yeah it's not aggressive
0: no and that is definitely something that i even in emails i'm like why am i fluffing this i can just be to the yeah. point <laughs> you know so i think it's it's a great skill to have and uh, a great skill to learn to be direct so okay, so we have a couple of rapid fire questions to wrap up. So there's five of them. You can just, you know, the first thing that pops in your mind. So here we go. So what do you do? What do you enjoy doing in your free time? Right now, uh, nothing. <laughs> We've been in this lockdown forever.
1: So I have kids, uh, and when I'm not with my kids, I'm seeing friends. I have like no bigger hobbies to be honest. <laughs> seeing friends, I feel like that is
0: a hobby. That's work. <laughs> It works for me yeah <laughs> so what animal are you the most like or what is your spirit animal as people are kind of coined <laughs> uh, that's a tough question
1: i have a cat so i want to say a cat uh i like the independence of a cat but also the whole ambiguity of still needing people i think i can totally rely on that being very independent but still
0: you need the social environment yeah well if there's that english expression curiosity killed the cat so maybe that does work because cats are allegedly curious <laughs> yes yes yeah so what ignites your passion
1: i don't know if i have a passion but um again i think what i mentioned earlier the social justice movement right now is really what i'm following closely and i'm very interested about that uh I mean, I'm interested to see the world evolving. I'm interested to see all these young people we talk about. I'm uh, interested to see this movement of more women of color or men of color rising up. And uh, so I'm I'm
0: very interested by, by the
1: actual situation of the world.
0: Well, I mean, you could not have picked a better your social justice. And that's, I think that's on everyone's mind. And I love the conversations yeah. that are taking place. And so what is your happy place or you could, even say where is your happy place yeah so i'm in canada but i'm gonna say
1: warm place <laughs> uh, somewhere warm on the beach yeah. um,
0: unfortunately not here i mean <laughs> well you're lucky because in ottawa it's even worse in the winter so, uh-huh. oh i'll go to i'll come to toronto to meet with my you know with my pharma companies and i look around and there's no snow on the ground and in Ottawa, like I, I can't even see around the snowbanks. I'm like, I'm gonna back into someone. So yeah, you guys are are pretty spoiled, I think, in the winter. So, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so, so you'll have to you'll have to come visit us. I'll get you to Ottawa to visit a, to see a real winter. Yeah. So and on the last question, um, what is at the top of your bucket list, or if you don't have one, what is the one thing you know that you're going to be no, doing right
1: now? I bought skates like two years ago when I moved here to Canada, I need to learn how to (laughs) skate. I cannot be in Canada and not uh, know how to skate. And then I really want to discover Canada. I mean, I want to travel in Canada. I want to go to a Cabernet Sucre and all these things like Mm -hmm. everybody's talking about. And it's been two years that I'm here in Ontario. I'm like, I really want to see what's out there. Yeah, uh, that's a plan for next year, hopefully.
0: Yeah, well, there you go. You can come visit Ottawa and skate on the Rideau Canal, which is like the longest skateway. So you can do that and then head over to Montréal and and have a fun. That's probably one of my favorite cities in Canada. I I really enjoy it. Um, And yeah, there's so much, there's so many great things. And I'm currently out east and the whole east coast is fabulous and great people. So you've got, you've got lots of fun exploring to do. So yeah, it's it's eventually, hopefully, (laughs) It's we're in green here. So it's, um it's nice. It's a little bit less masking um, going on. But uh, I feel like there's a there's a light right at the end of the tunnel. So we'll be able to get together and you'll be able to travel around Canada soon because it's lovely. But thank you so much um, for your time and for being on the podcast. And thank you to all our listeners for tuning in for, you know, another leader interview and I think that I've again I learned so much for these and I'm so inspired I mean it's it's what you've already accomplished I mean I hope to just you know do half of uh, half of that and oh, you're you know, nice. it can, <laughs> no it, it is it's very impressive and you know having women like you in in the HBA and like you said even spearheading the mentorship program is going to just impact so many people it's impacted me and again i can't i really just can't thank you enough and i think you're fantastic thank you so much that's (laughs) so sweet yeah so uh everyone tune in our next episode is a hot topic and it's all about getting back to work so we look forward to bringing you a big panel of discussion of getting back to work and talking then i want to give a big thanks to our hba community for listening today I am Christina Bellier, marketing and communications board member, and your host for today's podcast. And until next time, let's push boundaries and rise together.